It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. tonight show <laughs> welcome back we're alone today no surprise guests. we are no surprise guests but surprise voicemails for me at least I never know what the voicemails are going to be CC goes really through good. and just throws them out there yeah guys if you leave a voicemail I listen to every single one um so, so just if you know- haven't heard yours just know that it just didn't pass the test I do listen to every single one, but if one is three minutes, because our voicemails cut off at three minutes, I just read the little translation instead of listening mm. to it. Yeah. Because I can see it's three minutes and I know that we don't play three minute voicemails on the pod. Well, and we've talked about this before. If I sent you a three minute voicemail, you wouldn't listen to it. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> listen to yours. I, I, I couldn't keep the screen open enough, long enough to listen to it. You know? That's so true. Oh, so I true. just would be like, sorry, you, I, you got it. We got to call on the phone later. Yeah. We got to <laughs> talk. Yeah. So, but know that like, we have a lot of people who they call and they feel like they messed up the first one and they call back and that's totally fine. We also have people that call and then they mess up the first 10 seconds and they're like, okay, don't play that part. And I just cut it out and they start over. So no, don't feel like scared to call. I am on your side. I'm not going to embarrass you and like put in parts or if you say your name and then you're like, Ooh, actually don't say my name. I'm going to start over. Like I'll just cut that part out. So, right know that we have the editing ability. So don't be nervous. It happens all the time with callers where they call in and even if they hit three minutes and then it cancels and then they call back with a more succinct voicemail, um, it happens. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. You really can't mess up unless it's three minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what's your heck? Yes. Okay. So some of you may know, Patrick and I have been sleeping on a full-size bed in Japan. Um, and we've just been like, whatever, we'll go with it. Like we literally have three beds in, we already own three beds that are in Kentucky, a fourth one in Japan. Like, why do we want to buy another bed? You know, we already have a brand new sleep number king size bed in Kentucky. Like we'll just get through it. So, um, well, my father is come when this comes out, my dad will be here. And so we needed another bed. And so we're like, okay, fine. We will buy another bed. Fine. (laughs) Um, but it's not like you can just buy a cheap bed. (laughs) Like you could in the States where you just can buy like the box spring used and you can get a bed like in a box, you know, that are like 300 bucks and still really good. Like, it's not like that you can either go to a Japanese store and get a Japanese sized bed, which is completely different sizes. You have to get different sheets, different bed Mm. frame. Like it's all Japanese beds, a king or a queen in Japanese bed size is completely different than an American. Wow. So the only place to go is to the base department store, (laughs) which (laughs) are not cheap, but we needed a bed. What were you going to do? We've delayed it for this long. So we bought a queen bed 
um, not a king. We bought a queen. And cause I know a king would not fit in our room <laughs> and it and, would cost an extra thousand dollars. I'm sure yep, it would. And they're delivering it today. So really excited about that. We get a queen bed. Um, it just feels like Christmas. we're like, we're not stuck together at night, which is fine <laughs> being stuck together. But like, sometimes you just get hot and you can't yes. really move. Well, and sometimes you get kind of antsy. I don't know. I get kind of antsy at night sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I just need to not be like, I don't yeah. know. There's some nights where Avery comes to cuddle me and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> okay. It doesn't get like that for me. Cause I don't have kids. And I also, my love language first one is physical touch. Physical touch. <laughs> Oh, it's the bottom for me, but, but yeah, I could get that for you for (laughs) sure. A full size is a (laughs) no-go. Yeah. I can't believe we've gone this long. Like Patrick's feet hang off of it because a full size is even shorter actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we get a queen today. I'm really excited. Yay. Yay. Adult things. It's kind (laughs) of like when you get excited for like a new vacuum. It's like, yep. Yep. Yay. Can't wait to see this sucker suck my carpet well. And you're like, this is where I'm at now in my life. Love like, the way this sucker right. sucks my carpet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, what's your head guess? Um, my head guess is our backyard got a massive glow up. And it's one of those things like we had concrete poured, we got garden beds, mm-hmm. like it's a whole, we just extended the whole entertainment space and the backyard has a whole new feel now and it's so much more open and usable. And it's one of those things that you can't do often in the military. Like it's not practical to yeah. do often in the military. And this is probably the longest we will ever live in one place together married while in the military is four years here in Auburn, Alabama. And so because we own this house, we were like, what are things that we can do to it that make it more appealing for a renter or a buyer, depending on what we choose to do with it. Yeah. And that like is something that is really life-giving for us that we're going to get to enjoy while we're here too. And the backyard was one of those things. And it's just super fun and exciting because Avery and I are very different as far as things we like. I swore there would never be a gun on a nightstand in my future home there is there is one okay <laughs> so, so don't break fun. into the wells yeah <laughs> no. um but it's fun finding something that we're both like super excited about and like have fun dreaming up together and that's the house for sure house projects in general but the backyard specifically and so my heck yes is our new backyard <laughs> I'm so excited like a backyard especially with kids because they're always out there like a sanctuary mm-hmm. that you actually enjoy sitting out there and don't yes. feel like grimy and gross yes. probably makes your day so much different it's yeah, like just as totally. important as a living room for you yep Avery and I were talking about that literally last night because we went outside he was he was cleaning up the back patio while I was cleaning up dishes and everything and at the end of the day I told him we always we do the whole three things I appreciate about you at the yeah. end of each day now so good. and um I mentioned that I was thinking about how every single day the kitchen and the living room get really messy and every single day the backyard gets messy but every single day he and I both pick it up and tidy up and make it a priority to keep that space clean because it holds value to us and that shows to each other and to anyone who comes into the space that we bring into the space that like this matters and it's not just going to be filthy because we have kids 
And that's like the whole like, oh, well, kids, kids live here and kids play here. And like, yes, they do. But also adults do. And I want to enjoy the space. And Good. I don't want to feel like there's that. sand and dirt all over yeah. everything. I don't know. It was just something, it was something too that people notice. When, like other parents will notice when they come over. I love how you kind of hid the the potty training seat, like tucked between some like decor. Like that was really cool. Or I love how you yeah. hid their toys in those cabinets. That was neat. And I'm like, yeah, because I live here too. Yeah. We're the ones that pay for this house. I don't <laughs> love to stare at neon plastic right. toys while I'm right. drinking my coffee. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. I don't want our backyard to look like white trash like it did a couple months ago. Okay. <laughs> There's got to be a space for things. Um, yes. I and, always, yeah. growing up, it was like, if there's not a designated spot for that, it's getting thrown You don't away. need it. Yeah. You don't need it. <laughs> That's and, literally how my dad raised us. Yes. That's how everything my dad got too. thrown away. <laughs> everything. The tr- black trash bag was a common occurrence oh. in our house. Oh, baby. Just you like leave something, something out of its spot. That black trash bag was coming oh, yeah. by to eat it up. And something just like got on them. Like they just got like a fire under their yes. butt one day. And it was like, everything's going. Everything's going. <laughs> yes. yes. Where did most that come of the from? Time, most of the time it was kind of in the month of December before more <laughs> stuff came. So yeah. But now I'll, uh, now I understand it because like yesterday when, cause we're getting the bed today. I was like, Patrick, you're, you haven't unpacked your suitcase. It's on the ground in our, like our suitcase from Guam. It's on the ground in the bedroom. I don't know. It's clean. I don't know. It's dirty. I need you to do this. Like almost right now, like almost <laughs> like, like pretty much yesterday, but right now would be ideal. <laughs> like right now. Otherwise I actually cannot move forward and function and know that you will be gone at work tomorrow, starting at 5.00 AM. And I will still have the same predicament while movers are coming and hauling in the queen bed. Mm-hmm. You can- this doesn't happen right now. Yep. I can't make dinner. <laughs> I can't function because I will go do it. But somehow it does that because you're trying to make dinner and you're trying to figure out what you're going to make for dinner if you have all the ingredients. Meanwhile, the freaking suitcase upstairs is going, hey, I'm still here. Oh my gosh, and it's like talking oh. to me. Like it's literally crawling down the steps, like <laughs> just to wave, just to wave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like, I don't know. There's just hit a point where I'm like, this needs to go right now. <laughs> Black trash bag. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out. No. But, uh, oh, yeah. so was, I don't know where we're going, but oh, but heck no. <laughs> this is wild. So it's Tuesday today, Sunday, two days ago. Yeah was Palm Sunday and sorry, there's like mucus in my back of my throat and I'm like trying to talk normal. (laughs) Swallow. (laughs) So Palm Sunday on base, there's two masses. There's a mass at nine and then a mass at five. And there's one church off base in our town and they only have like a 10 a.m. mass and it's in Japanese, which I don't care. It's mass. Right. Um, so we go to the 5 p.m. All of, like that's our mass. But yeah. we weren't there the week before we were in Guam at the Latin mass, mm. which I really miss. <laughs> um, so we go and there's no like bulletin or like email announcements or anything like that. We get to the door and it says mass is canceled due to the long weekend. And we're like, number one, why is there a long weekend? Patrick doesn't have a long weekend. Who has, who has a long weekend? There's (laughs) there's no holiday. Like 
Yeah. What's going, they have a four day weekend and it's like due to the 96, cause that's, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Due to the 96, no evening mass. And we're like, um, one, why does that play a role in this? Yeah, like it's, it's Holy week. <laughs> like it's right. You can't just week. not do Palm Sunday. Yeah, so they must have just done a morning mass, and because we weren't there the week before, they probably you announced that. Yeah, like we're not having an evening mass, and so we literally missed Sunday mass. Like we missed Palm Sunday. That's a fat heck no. Yeah, it's a mess. Like we did moment. not go to church. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So that was like, I'm still hung up on it. It's such a big heck no. I mean, we read the readings like at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, but it's still not the same. Not the same, you know. Um, so yeah, that like really sucked and it made me just hate, it like made me hate living in Japan for like good six hours. <laughs> Solid six hours. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, this is so stupid. It. Yeah. Like if I was in the States, I could just go to another church. Th- right. Those don't exist. Like that's not a thing. Right. Which means you can't just not do the five o'clock mass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are the only option for people here. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that really sucks. Like, you know, per the church, if it wasn't on purpose, it's not a mortal sin. It still feels crappy. Right. It's still like, wow, cool. It's been a really yeah. long time since I missed a mass, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even during COVID, we didn't miss masks. Stay. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's my big heck now. What about you? Um, my big heck now is that I'm still nauseous all the time. <laughs> 13, 14 weeks. Really freaking over it. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think I'm like 13 weeks, might be 14, could be 12. I don't really know. <laughs> everything's kind of whatever <laughs> second trimester <laughs> yeah um and I saw something I've had a couple people ask about pregnancy birth stuff lately and so I just always send them to my highlights because I've got like literally four highlights on this stuff and I was like I should probably check this highlights out and see if there's even relevant information on those because I'm sending people to it and I saw something on it where it was like I was 23 or 24 weeks pregnant with either Carrie or Jeannie and I was super nauseous and I was like you're joking Mm. you're freaking joking because in my head every time I'm like oh it's just a first trimester thing I'll get through it get over it and then pregnancy is gonna be great turns out this is normal for me and I just forgot so (laughs) this is fun it's expensive to be nauseous all the time and not want yeah any food like I don't not want want the salad that you have ingredients for in the fridge yeah. And, and then I feel like, because I don't want it, it's really hard to cook for people. Cause I'm like, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then my kids end up eating like hot dogs and yogurt. And I'm like, okay, I mean, they're fed, but like, come on, the standards higher than this. <laughs> Chopped up hot dogs and yogurt and like, yo play. <laughs> Go-gurt. I love it. Even it's- come on, we were raised on that though. Like, let's be I know, real. I know. Like, well, we and were last raised night. on Easy back and hot dogs with a go-gurt. And cereal <laughs> every morning for breakfast. Yeah. Okay. And I, I had a bowl of cereal last night because that cereal has been one thing that I love. And that happens every pregnancy typically. But I had a bowl of cereal and then I popped on Instagram and it was like, cereal can create, like the process of creating cereal can create neurotoxins and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> freaking care hey your brain's functioning at like a 50 percent capacity so what didn't hurt you 
<laughs> that third arm you're growing uh, is totally fine. It is fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Totally normal. So yeah, we're in the 20 here that we do the 80-20 rule. We're living in the 20 season right now where we just say whatever as long as everyone is toxic. Yeah. 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 Because everyone's always like, oh, you're not even really crunchy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like 50-50. Okay. I'm not going to ever give up Dr. Pepper. She's like 80-20, but like (laughs) 50-50. But like if we're being real, 50-50. When I'm pregnant, it's like switch switch the 80-20 around. Um, Yeah. So I just, I hate nausea. I would rather just throw up once a day, just throw up. And yeah, then, then it'll be yeah. Instead of just constantly being nauseous and only wanting Jamba juice. And it's like, okay, well, there's no parking at Jamba juice. So if you want it, you're going to have to like park super far away and walk, or you're going to have to door dash it. And it's going to cost $16 for a medium. And I know it costs $16 because I spent $16 to have a door dash today. Okay, well, can I, can we just, did we ever explain our situation at DoorDash oh. last time? I don't think we, did we? I don't know. Because I, we have video, like photo proof of it, but I don't so, know if it ever got shared. Last time, let me just say, the Jamba Juice also has an Auntie Anne's in the Jamba Juice. Yes. It's literally I also had sh- Auntie Anne's delivered. <laughs> like Jamba Juice and Auntie Anne's. I could not think of a more heavenly combo than uh-huh. those two things. Yep. Like nothing, maybe a Panda Express shoved in there, honestly. That would actually be great because the other Panda Express is 20 minutes away, so. Yeah, like if we just shoved those three things, I mean, I would be 300 pounds, but I would be yep. happy as a lark. I don't even know <laughs> what a lark is, but. <laughs> it's, a, it's a type of bird that sings, I think. I don't know. Happy as a lark. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, anyways, what I was going to say is we went mm-hmm. to Jamba Juice in Auburn and Auntie yep. Anne's and we, they got a babysitter for the kids and we were going to have a girl's thrifting day yep. and then teaking day. Yep. And there's a subway nearby and Megan goes, oh yeah, like you're not supposed to park in the subway parking lot because like they tow a ton, but it's going to be super quick. And then we, I'm like, okay well and, and I kind of just nonchalantly said it too because I've done this before yeah I was like we're not really supposed to park here but like it's fine like they never they tow but like not really but and like, she like tow. closes the door she's like if we get towed it's gonna be so funny <laughs> it was indeed <laughs> not funny. so hard we're gonna slept <laughs> so hard if we get towed we're uh, gone for like 10 minutes literally we 10 minutes. car's gone <laughs> Straight up. I walked around the corner. And I was like, I don't think it's there. And you're like, you're kidding. And I was like, no, I really, I'm not, I'm not joking. It's totally not there. Megan handled it so well. Like I would have freaked out a little bit. Megan was just like, yeah, I saw all that right. coming. Yeah. I'm just going to call the number on the sign and we're going to get an, an Uber. Uber. And Uber I, honestly, the- that was the most stressful part was I didn't know if Auburn had Ubers. I was yeah, like, I've never Uber. had to Uber in this town before. And it's a have to call small a Southern town. I don't even know if there's cabs. I'm going to have to flag down a college student and pay him to take me to the tow yard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we drove in a Toyota Sienna, which I now own. So it was nice to kind of ride in one of those and see what it was like on the inside. And it drove (laughs) us to the tow yard and I paid a whopping $120. And then we went antiquing. Just had probably 45 minutes less to antique than we might have wanted to have. But that was this expensive Jamba Juice. And we had Auntie Anne's and Jamba Juice to eat while waiting. While we were in the Uber. Yeah. In the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, worth it. And I took photos every step of the way of Megan yeah. just like 
thumbsied up in front of the tow yard, like yep. thumbsied up in front of the empty parking <laughs> space. Like it was so funny. Uh, I don't know if we told that story, but I don't know if we did, but that's yeah. how much it, of a struggle it is to get Jamba Juice. But that's all I want right now these days. So just heck freaking no to that. Heck freaking but- no. Well, we have um, a little bit of a topic we want to talk about and then tons of great voicemails. Uh, But first, I want to talk about everything Catholic. They've been a sponsor before, but we haven't talked about this sector of their company. So everything Catholic has handmade scents, like scents for Mm -hmm. your home, whether it's candles, wax melts. And two things they have that I've never seen another company have that is brilliant Mm-hmm. is they have a chrism aromatherapy spray and then they have a chrism lotion and chrism is like the catholic scent that you could think of like when you think catholicism you think chrism when you think chrism you think baptism and it's a whole thing yeah and for me like i always loved growing up when i would go in you know you're on a play day and you would, so this is like <laughs> eight-year-old cc like what of course on, yeah you know? I'm on a play date. I would go to their bathroom at my friend's house and they had like a little room spray, but mm-hmm. it matched with the little hand lotion. It just was like, <laughs> CC is like next- it's the little things. It's the little things. And it was like sitting next to the soap on the vanity, mm-hmm. you know? And I always would use those because I'm like, this is the best. Like I literally get to have an experience in this bath in this this powder room like a candle's lit I get to do a little spritz and like even if I just blew my nose in there I'm like I'm gonna spray this and I'm gonna use the lotion Uh and it was just such like a nice I don't know you just come out of the bathroom feeling refreshed eight-year-old me ready to play Barbies after with my slippery (laughs) hands and (laughs) ready to go um, but yeah, they have a chrism spray and lotion and they're in these cute, like, um, almost like dark terracotta bottles. Yeah. It's beautiful. And when I get back to Kentucky, I'm getting these and putting them in my powder room. Cause I just love them. I just love them. Yep. So yep. you can grab them. They're so, so reasonably priced on everythingcatholic.com and you can get 15% off your purchase with code HECK, all caps, H-E-C-K for 15% off your entire purchase. And you'll find all the links in our show notes. So love, check them out. Love, love, love. Okay. We're going to talk about passive income. I feel like yeah. this is something we get asked about often and we've maybe touched on it a couple of times before. But we're going to kind of dive deep into like things that we do or are embarking on Uh um, for passive income opportunities, because there's a quote that I saw today that said so much opportunity on the Internet. Ten years from now, people are going to ask themselves how they slept on it. And Mm. I think that's so true. I think everyone's just like, oh, well, I couldn't do it or I don't have 20K followers, so I can't do it. All right, whatever. There's always just like it's just kind of brushed to the side and it's like. We all have a phone, we all have social media, (laughs) and we all have the ability to make passive income in some way. So why not give it a try at the very least? Like, what do you have to lose? And passive, I feel like we should, feel like we should um, maybe explain like what passive income is in case someone's like, what I hear that all the time, but like, what even is that? Let me look up an actual, cause like I could, um, let me look up like an actual definition. So, so it's concise. <laughs> yeah, because it won't be concise if I explain it. 
Um, passive income is a money stream that requires little or no continuous effort. It's very self-sustaining as far as a business model. And it involves usually some kind of like upfront setup for your systems or like Mm -hmm. upfront or initial investment, but it generates that long-term gain. And it's just like, so, so consistent. Um, and passive income is how at least the 21st century wealthy people gain wealth. It's through yep. passive income. Yep. Um, it's not the 40 hour work week. It's the, there's a book that I'm getting ready to listen to on audible, but it's called the four hour work week. And what a dream. I know <laughs> that would be, um, but there it's pretty much like a book about passive income. And whether this is something that interests you or not, it's still good to know as far as like what our culture is doing and like what today's business minds are doing just to realize like what um, Americans, how Americans are building wealth Mm -hmm. while we're growing up, you know, in our young adult years where we can start at. Um, And not to say that's the only way. I mean, there's so many ways as far as like investing and stuff like that. But passive income is a newer term. Like our parents didn't grow up with an everyday term that says passive, you know, you need to start in your passive income or, you know, people didn't have three, four jobs. I mean, they, they might have, but they have like killed them. Yeah, it literally killed killed them because they would go to the job. Like, um, you know, I have friends who their parents literally had like three or four jobs growing up to make ends meet. And like, I literally salute them. That's so hard, but it killed them totally. I mean, not literally, but they were exhausted. They didn't see their parent a ton and passive income is a way to have those multiple streams of income coming in with little, no effort while still having a job, (laughs) like whatever your job is, you know? Well, and I feel like it's one of those things that is it's available for everyone. Like I, guys, I literally work from home. I don't leave the house. We have a nanny every now and then for things like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment or, oh, like whatever. But I I have two children. We're growing a third and I (laughs) do multiple different passive income things from home. That's not, you can't look back in history and be like, oh yeah, they could do that then. Or they could, you know, like it's so attainable for any of us at any different season of life, which is what makes it kind of exciting. Right. Like people, I was just, we just watched the movie, The Book Thief. Mm. Um, It's like a book that was really popular, I think like 2013 or something, but Patrick just finished it. So we watched the movie and like the woman, she took care of the home, but um, she did like laundry for people in town at her house. Mm. Like that was her job. And like that takes the, the, the amount of the financial outcome is directly equivalent to the input, like the effort, you know, the inputted effort. And so that's something that's not passive where it's like, the more you work, the more you get paid kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, I don't know the opposite of passive. That's just like (laughs) your work. That's like work how the world has always known it, you know? Right. Right. So, um, we just like one thing that I mentioned on my Instagram a week ago, when this comes out that Patrick and I are going to embark on is real estate and, um, real estate investing is like pretty sure today's like number one way to build wealth. A lot of people, whether it's, you know, being kind of like a slumlord, like owning real estate, renting it out, whatever it is, whether it's like commercial real estate or, um, you know, where you own like a strip mall and then people mm-hmm. rent, you know, commercial or it's like actual homes, you know? Right. And so something that we will embark on 
um, two years. We'll be planning for it now. Um, but is Airbnb rentals because mm. you can actually have a rental home. Like you don't even own it. Like you're renting from someone and you can Airbnb that you don't even have to really, own it. Yes, you don't have to pay the mortgage. You can literally have a contract furnish wow. it and then rent it. Now you have to get, you have to pitch it to the owner. Right. You know, it has to be like, right. Legal mutually, and everything. Yeah. But I've stayed in them like that. Like when Patrick and I first got married, we stayed in Airbnb for eight weeks that yeah. was in an apartment. Like it was a rental, you know, yeah. hmm. you don't own your apartment. Um, and so, yes, they're, they're like, they're so, so, so it's such a great way. And so we bought this online course. So we're going to be studying it. Brady and um, Queen Clayton are awesome. They were our videographers for um, a consulting company, but they have been doing Airbnb rentals for five, six years now. Mm-hmm. And all their rentals, they don't own any of them. <laughs> like I did not know any. that. That's fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Because they Which, think some people get really like, they just turn their ears off essentially when you say real estate. Cause they're like, yeah, okay. That's literally financially not attainable for me anytime right. soon, mm-hmm. especially with the prices of things now. So the fact that you don't even have to have an actual property that you own to do that yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. It's wild. Um, so yeah, that's something because like, for instance, looking at our situation, our life situation, we have two homes, two homes are furnished. So instead of selling everything, when we're done with Japan, we'll have the military ship it back and we will put it in a storage unit until we find a place that we want to rent and then furnish that with the furniture that we have in Japan yeah. because we already have furnishings for a whole house. Yeah. So instead of like letting that go to waste, we might as well put it into an Airbnb rental. And when you think about it, okay, let's say your, um, your payment, you know, you have a rental, you rent, I don't know, a house in Annapolis, Maryland. It's very expensive there, but let's say, um, your rent is 5,800 a month. Okay. Let's just say that add on the Wi-Fi, add on, um, you know, Wi-Fi and utilities. Um, what did I say? 5,800. Okay. Let's say it's 65, 6,500. That's really expensive utilities, but whatever. (laughs) 6,500 is like how much you need to make to break even every month. Mm -hmm. Well, you book it for one weekend, like literally one night, two days, Rentals are going for $3,000 on a weekend for one night, one night. You literally, you break even if you just book it for two weekends, like literally two weekday, like a Saturday yeah, two and nights. another Saturday, yeah. two nights, you break even. How wild is that? Wild. And that's like so possible to you. You've got 30 days. You need to book two. Two. Come on. That's you know goal. what I mean? <laughs> you book two. You start turning profit on the third night. Mm-hmm. And the upfront cost is obviously down payment. When you rent something, you typically do, it's like two months rent upfront. Yeah. Um. So the down payment and then furnishing it. Yeah. You know? And then if there's off months and stuff, but that's not even upfront cost. That's just like, oh, we pull from the excess we made in the other months. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's 
wild, especially someplace like you have to be very strategic, especially someplace like Annapolis. Okay. Everyone goes to the Annapolis is where the Naval Academy is and everyone goes uh, like alum go to the Naval Academy games like football games. Mm. So during football season, that is literally booked up all the time, you know, with families coming up, wanting to see their kids, especially during the school year, they want to like, right. You know, walking distance to the yard, uh, the school yard. It's so easy to do that. And, uh, you know, maybe you pay like an insurance or something through Airbnb to make sure the situation's insured, whatever it is, it's just upfront work to set it up, to furnish it. But then after that, However long you want, you're allowed to rent it out. Great. That's just continual. It's, and and it's on a self cycle because you can outsource the cleaning. You can outsource the security. You can outsource all of that. Like when you're booking and everything is all through Airbnb's website itself. So there's the whole booking situation. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you can even, um, like automate messages going out. Mm -hmm. Like, welcome. Mm -hmm. We're so glad. Like everything's automated. Mm-hmm. Amazing upfront work, but it's something that can continue. Oh my gosh. Amazing. How, uh, how awesome would it be to have that and be making $5,000 extra a month just for having that? Right. It's wild. Wild. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways. Well, on much more smaller, yeah. smaller scales, you're starting Airbnb. We've actually contemplated whether or not to Airbnb this house, but it's just so huge. It is in a college town, but we're just like, the seasons where enough people would fill this up just don't necessarily add up, especially because we're in a family neighborhood. It's just kind of like, ah, oh know, yeah, attractive. Not like a <laughs> marketing wise, I don't know if this checks out. Yeah, exactly. It's great for um, rental, like a but it is. Rental. Yeah, we do plan to use it as a long term rental, which that in itself can be. It's going to require a lot more work. It's not going to be as passive as an Airbnb would, but it's still a way to build wealth and to build an extra stream of income in your family. Yeah. Um, if you have the ability to do so, Mm -hmm. um, but on a much more smaller scale, things like, uh, the presets that Avery and I sell, I always say Avery and I, and it's funny because I'd say it naturally like, Oh, buy our presets. He didn't really do anything for them. Like he did, but it's your income, but it is our income and it's our website and it's our name. And so I just say it so naturally and people started noticing it like the last month and they're like, I just love that you frame it like that. And I was like, oh, thanks. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. But our presets, they required upfront work to figure out how to make them. And I can't direct you in one way on how to make them because you just Google and YouTube and you figure it out and it's all out there. It's all at our fingertips. And then narrowing it down over and over and over again, using it myself so that there was some credibility and then obviously the marketing of it. But other than that, once they're up there, I don't, I don't do anything. I respond to people that have a hard time uploading them like customer service wise, but that's like one in every 50 sales and that just people yeah. buy it and it gets emailed to them. And then the, all the instructions are right there and that's it. The upfront cost and time was gosh, total. I don't know, a hundred dollars. And I mean, I have a website that I have to pay for right every yeah. year and that's a couple hundred dollars, but I do use it for more than presets. And then the time was maybe a week total mm-hmm. and it's made us hundreds and hundreds of dollars and it's just passive. It just does its thing. Cause how There's much is it? $27. The website okay, takes so... a small percentage. So we make about 26. Okay. So five, but not even four of them. Four a month. Back your investment. Yeah, instantly. 
Yeah. And there, yeah. I promise you more than four have sold. <laughs> and then that along with the courses, the courses required much more time and investment up front than the presets. Um, you have to buy like film it and you have to come up with all the content and you have to put it all in a document and you have to practice it and then you have to refilm it and then re-edit it. And then you have uh -huh. to get the platform to sell the courses and Post everything. It, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a lot of work. But again, the, we got in the green a month after selling it. And what are and the now, courses again? Photography. Like, so well, <laughs> <duh>. <laughs> <laughs> it's my photography courses, um, editing in Lightroom desktop, editing in Lightroom manual, the app, or, oh my gosh, editing in Lightroom mobile, the app on your phone. And then, uh, taking photos and working in manual mode on your camera, navigating manual mode on your camera. Mm -hmm. So it's three separate courses. You can buy them as a bundle or separately. You have lifetime access to them. And again, it's very much like the presets where they're up there. You can buy them. You get sent the link, you create mm -hmm. a account and you have them for life. And that requires nothing for me. Someone could buy it in France in the middle of the night. I wouldn't know. I'd wake up and it would be like, you yep. sold a course. And it's like, okay, cool. And I would just like to say it's such a steal. I, so when I first got my DSLR, when I was like 17, I took like an outsourced photography class for like $450. It was two days and I left being more compute confused than when I started. Yeah. Megan's is not like that. <laughs> the and amount of DMs I've had that say the same exact thing as you. Yeah. Like I took a class in college and I was super confused and I was like, well, yeah. that sucks. Cause I can promise you that was more expensive than my course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, there's so many, so much opportunity there. You see a hole and you fill it. You're like, oh, yeah. what did, what did I figure out that other people have a hard time with? Oh, great. Awesome. That's or like, what do people, what do people come to me asking for all the time? Mm -hmm. How can I streamline that? I don't have mm -hmm. time to reply to emails all the time and DMs all the time about Lightroom, whether it's on your phone or on your desktop or yeah. like how to work your new fancy camera. But I'm known as that girl that knows how to use those things. So people will ask me. And so I was like, well, I, if I create a course, then I can just send them there and they get their questions answered in a very intentional, thought, well thought out way. Mm -hmm. And I get kicked back for the effort I put in at the beginning for that. Yeah. So it's like, what are you known for? What do people ask you for? Um, and what do you have experience in? And then- yeah. Boom. And then do yeah, it. yeah, there's photography courses out there. A mil there's a million photographers out there. I did a senior thesis and it's like, there's what is it approximately 200 photographers per state roughly. And so, yeah, you could be like, well, everyone already has a course and it's like, okay, fine. I feel like 200 isn't even a lot. Um, it is in like a place like Alabama. It feels like a lot cause it's small in yeah. California, it's not actually 200. It's much more than that, but they did it roughly average. Yeah. Average yeah. state. And that might be wrong. I, that's just what I 200 to 250 is like a number that's sticking out in my head from senior mm -hmm. thesis. And it was enough to kind of make you go, okay, so how do I stand make out. any of this different? Yeah. How do I stand out? And it's like, oh, well you are you and no one else can be you. So what is it about you that makes your work or what you're offering special? Mm-hmm. Or you can just say, well, I'm just like everyone else and I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing and charge what everyone else is charging and just try my best. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to be very, very freeing or successful. So yeah. What do you, what would you want to see as a customer then give right. them that? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's another like example of passive income. Um, thin things like beauty counter for me and juice plus for Meg. Yes. Those are both 
passive income makers. And the upfront um, cost is not uh, like the upfront investment. Bucks. Yes, literally it's $55 annually. <laughs> Yeah. For me. I don't know what it is for beauty counter. 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you make that back. Well, I, I make that back in selling juice plus to one person mm-hmm. for one month. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And then it's yep. sold back. Exactly. And it's such an opportunity, especially like, for instance, both those things were something that we used before we sold them. Like I used for years, years, yeah, yeah. years <laughs> before I was like, oh my gosh, why am I telling everyone about this and not making money? (laughs) Yes. That was literally, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm a photographer. I'm not going to do this. And then I was like, I'm literally telling everyone and their mother about this and I could be making a kickback. This is so stupid. And also like, I wish I would have known about this earlier. That's how I felt with Beauty Counter. I'm like, I wish I would have known about this earlier. It made my life so much better. I feel so confident with these products. I know they work. I'm not spending hundreds of dollars a month Mm -hmm. walking around Ulta, trying random stuff I don't even like. And if only I would have known about this earlier and someone would have just told me what I needed. I could do this for people. Like I can literally give people what I wish I had years earlier. Yeah. Literally save me from my allergies, please. Dear God. Uh Without having (laughs) a prescription, without jumping from Claritin to to Xanax. Oh my gosh. (laughs) To Zyrtex, to Allegra, to Flonase every Uh week, all spring for your entire life. That sucks. And that's expensive. Instead, just getting a supplement of fruits and vegetables that actually fixes it. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden fixes so many other things in my life and also ends up working out as a prenatal and also can be my kid's vitamin too. Like what? (laughs) And so many people are like, oh, I don't know about like something like direct sales, you know, because I don't want to be that Mm -hmm. person. I don't want to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this product. I'm going to own it because I- I like actually love it so much. Like this yeah. is not about selling. This is not about like trying to hit a quota or whatever. Yes. Like it's not yes. about that. It's literally, I love it so much. Why would I not tell everyone I know about something that I actually believe in? Right. And give them the chance to have the same experience in like amazement with that product. I was fascinated one time we were in Yuma, Arizona on base for some course Avery had. Yeah. And I was at the bowling alley on base. There's like three people in there. And the lady was every base has a bowling alley. By the way, every base has a and everyone goes there for lunch. It's weird. That's so funny. Anyways, I'm talking to the waitress and she's talking about how her allergies are so bad every spring. And I was like, oh, I used to have them so bad too. And she's like, well, what fixed them? And I started telling her about Juice Plus. And I was like, this literally isn't even like that was never an agenda or anything. Mm. I was just relating her on the fact that allergies freaking suck. And yep. I used to have them and they were bad and that really sucks. And then I shared what fixed them. And she was like, I've literally never heard of this. And I was like, what are the odds? Yuma, Arizona, military base, bowling alley. And I might've just helped her not have allergies again for the rest of her life. That's pretty freaking cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not, a, it's not a drug. It's literally the fruits and vegetables God gave us. Like, all right. I only it's buy amazing. beauty counter now for makeup too, because Carrie likes to do her makeup with me. And I know here, have this. I don't care. It'll get in your eyeball, whatever. It's clean. I don't care. Yeah. Like you're not talking you cancer in your eyeball from this. So oh my gosh, <laughs> no, it's wild. And like, that's something too, where I wasn't like, I didn't start beauty counter because it was non-toxic. I started it because I liked the products and I knew yeah, the you're a makeup worked. girl. 
Yeah. I liked it because it was non-toxic and you were just like the products work and I like them. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And like, I was, and then once I kind of got on the train, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've actually, I used to, when I heard of like clean beauty, I'd be like, yeah, that thing doesn't work. Give me the chemicals I need it. If I'm going to buy it, I want it to work. Like, you Uh know, Mm -hmm. and then once I like, I was already bought into the product. And once I realized, oh my gosh, this is actually a really big deal. Like Canada or like, the U.S. has only banned 30 chemicals for beauty. Canada's mm. banned 600. The EU's banned 1,400. And America's banned, or Beauty Counter's banned 1,800. When the U.S. Yeah. only has 30 chemicals banned. Like, that's mm-hmm. literally wild, you know? And they like, did everyone. <laughs> exactly, like 1,800. Like, that's literally wild. 1,800. And that's just something that got me into the non-toxic living, you know, like I probably am not at 80, 20. I'm probably it's it's 60, 40, you know? Yeah. But- and like a home birth is on her doorstep maybe, but not yet. Yeah. I feel you. I'm following. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, yeah. <laughs> keep trying over my deathbed, Meg. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you pick your thing. You pick your thing. And yeah. um, it's been a way for, I was the customer before yes. I sold it, Same. Same. you know? And yeah. I think that's really important because it shows like what your intentions are and where right. your intentions lie, not to be self-conscious about, oh yeah, like I'm not going to tell anyone I sell beauty counter or juice plus because I'm scared that they'll think I'm the girl knocking on their door and I'm going to ask them to sell it. Like oh, the girl from oh. high school that we never talked to. <laughs> yeah. That like calls in, hey girl, boss babe. Yeah. Hey girl, boss babe. What's going on? <laughs> you so want to be a great opportunity income? for you. Yeah. You want to yeah. work four hours a week and earn a million that, dollars. Okay. I don't know if you can say the same. I feel like you can. That is something I have never, ever in four or five years of selling Juice Plus. I've never said that to anyone. I've never approached it with that at all, ever. No, I've never. Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's the same as the courses and the presets. Like, where is there a gap? What are people coming to me asking for? How can I help them? How can I fill that gap? Or how, what can I do? You were always known as the fashion and beauty girl. Uh-huh. It just like, it makes sense. People reach out to you for that. And you're like, Hey, well, there's these products here that I really love and they work. Yep. And also they're non-toxic and also yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it's approached. And now mm-hmm. it's a passive income for us where their orders for juice plus, at least this is how it works where it's like, it's a monthly thing. It's a monthly payment that they make for their monthly, you could call it a subscription, but it's not a pharmaceutical. Um, and that monthly income payment that they make, I take a percentage of it every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. I'd, I did nothing but introduce them to juice plus and they're giving it a try. And they fell in love with the product themselves. Yeah. They wouldn't mm-hmm. be buying it if they didn't work for them. Right. Like right. what is the point of that for them? Yeah. There's no point. So, and it's yeah. the same, well, not the same with beauty counter, but it's like, once they try it, there's not like a subscription, but Right. Once you buy it, I mean, you need more skincare and you need I'm more not skincare. going to go somewhere else for foundation. I'm yeah. just going to go back to you and your page and buy it from you because I know where it is and how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I trust it and I like it. And so mm-hmm. that's just what I'm going to And do. you know what shade you are and you feel confident in that. You yeah. know, it's going to match. There yeah. you go. Exactly. Way easier. And then it's just yeah. delivered to me too. I don't, I'm not browsing Target trying to figure out which one's the cheapest and which one matches. When I used to browse Target, I would buy so Oof. much crap I never used. Same. 
Same. I try it once and it just build it up in my makeup drawer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But there was a high. There was like a high that you got. Like oh my an healthy high from like buying the new products. Oh, no, so weird. no. That's weird. where we're different. I was like, this is why I'm never gonna be a makeup girl. This is why I'm never gonna wear makeup because I can never get it right. I can I can never find it. There I was an instant frustration Megan had when she swiped the card. <laughs> oh, waste of money, waste of time. Waste of money. <laughs> So oh yeah, that's gosh. something like we're just being fully transparent with you guys, you know? Yeah. And like, yes, it's going to take some work, but it's not work for every order. Like I work right. beauty counter probably 10 hours a week. And I don't even work juice plus that much. I don't yeah. think I probably should. I probably could. But you I could don't. There's times where you can actively work on it. And then there's yeah. times where you don't need, like you can slide by because yeah. that's the whole beauty of the model. Passive of the income. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say that's kind of the the nicest thing about it, especially if you're not a mom yet and you want to be a mom and you want to do like find stuff now, like find stuff now to like pour into. Mm -hmm. I started juice plus way before I was a mom. I think I started it before we got married or maybe around the time we got married. And I remember Mm -hmm. getting $200 and being like, this is so great. My first $200 I made, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is paying for my phone and internet. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I was like, this is paying for groceries this month. Heck yes. This is so cool. Um, and that was four or five, four years ago. Like it, and now it's much more passive. It's Mm -hmm. much more consistent. It is almost 10 times $200, but it was a, it's a trickle. It's like a slow build and it's something that helps because it can be so seasonal. Like Mm -hmm. when we're postpartum, I'm not touching any work. But that doesn't mean I'm not making any money because of all the passive streams that we've built, which is such a gift. So mm-hmm. if you're especially, I mean, if you are a mom and you want to do this, great. You can, you totally can. But if you're not and you want to be a mom someday, like this is ideal. Like this and is- And that's the clutch. thing with passive income. There's not going to be an immediate gratification. Yes. Passive income that takes time. It's kind of like investments, like investments. Yes. You're in it for the long game. Like if you're, mm-hmm. you know, doing the stock market or mutual funds, whatever it is, like a lot of times, like you got to put money in for like the Roth IRA, for instance, if anyone knows anything about it, it's best to start it when you're the youngest you can, because it's in it for like the more time you have, it's not really about the money. It's like, it's the time that you have the money in is what matters. And it's kind of the same with, um, passive income. It's like the time that you've been consistent at it is what matters. Not the amount of the amount of effort. It's more so the time of your effort. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Like the yeah. consistent years of your effort. Right. And it's not even, it's hard too, because it's like, yeah, the years of effort, but it doesn't require a lot of effort. So you're kind of, you put in this initial investment and then you just kind of ride the wave for years and mm-hmm. you, you continue to put in effort and investment, but it's not like a grind. It's never really mm-hmm. a grind. It's just like, I'm just going to spend some time in this and maybe water it some, you know, like And when I first started with passive income, I never thought like they like, you know, you read stuff and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl's making this much money a month. Like, yeah, I I never like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good with 200, (laughs) you know, I'd give it $200 a month. Like I'll be happy with that. You know, that was the standard. Like it was such a, you know, and I never thought that I could be where I'm at now with something that's like, like beauty counter or like you with juice plus where it's actually like such a 
big percentage of our family's family's income. income. Yeah. 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 And I never, it's kind of the, I guess the rewarding part of that not having been our goal, because it just goes to prove how much passive income can trickle Mm -hmm. over time. Uh I don't, you've probably been doing beauty counter about as long as I've been doing juice plus maybe a little shorter. I don't know. But it's 2019. Yeah. yeah, Same, Mm -hmm. same time. Um, and it's just, yeah, now it's, it's a big chunk of our family's Mm -hmm. monthly income, but it doesn't pull me away from my priorities and responsibilities as a wife and mom first, which Mm -hmm. is like, if we're going to talk about the spiritual side of this, like that's the cool, like spiritual element to passive income where it's like, especially for women and moms, you can help support your family in this way and set yourself up. So you don't have all of these big financial burdens, or you can be financially free if you're in debt or whatever it is while simultaneously still keeping what's important at the forefront. Uh-huh. Like you can do both in a sense. Yep, you can. And it gives you opportunities. Like I talked about this in an email once where I'm like, okay, so my consulting company that I'm co-owner of with two other women, like I would not, like our family would not have been able to invest t- money and time mm into a startup if I didn't have passive income. Yes. Specifically beauty counter. Our family would not be able for me to put 30, 40 hours into a company that is not making money yet. We're finally making money, but was not making, we are in the red, like startups are, we would have not been able to do that if we, if I didn't have passive income set up because with the military specifically, you and I's family, (laughs) it's not like our husbands get raises or like, and work know, more hours and get paid get paid more. more. That's yeah. not a thing. Like it is could, very hard not. to live on one income with military family. I, yes. in my opinion, it's impossible when you're enlisted and as yes. an officer, it's mm-hmm. a very big sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, don't get paid like for their effort. They really don't No. Mm-mm. And honestly, I'll rank. be really upfront. Like even with deployments, he doesn't get tax-free deployments. There's not a war going like he, like mm. you don't get paid the, you might get a few hundred dollars more a month for being deployed. For separations pay, you don't yeah. Get, yeah, you don't get like uh, financially rewarded for getting deployed. Right. right. It's yeah. just, you know, it's not, it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. on the whole thing, but. Well, and I guess while we're on the military topic, I will say too, I know a lot of people think like, oh, I will never be able to buy real estate or I'll never be able to whatever. And I was telling Avery this the other day, this is the stuff, like this is the pros and cons and the benefits and the negatives of being in the military where it's like, yeah, you basically kiss a lot of freedom and time and whatever control over your life. Goodbye. Oh, but now we have a VA loan. So that's kind of nice. So we can buy a house at 23, 22. Yeah. Because you have a zero down payment like we did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Because we have a zero down payment, but that's because we're in the military. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Huh, and you know your you loan's want? gonna go through like you can yeah yeah yes exactly pretty much so, whatever house was in your you're gonna get approved no matter what it's right a loan. right exactly so it's a pro and con I'm, I don't know where I'm adding this into the conversation other than the fact that it's I military it. and yeah. that it goes back to the whole like excuses of like well I could never and it's like well you can but it's like a certain lifestyle that you choose to live and that's fine and passive a lot of military families do use rentals as um, another stream of income because they live so many places. So they don't sell their houses. They just continue to rent them and buy a new one every, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. That's kind yeah. of the road. And we're you just going transfer on. the mortgage to a different loan and then you can use yep. the VA loan again. I'm pretty again. sure that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. It has to be however many years between uh-huh. each house, but yeah. Um, and then things like affiliate marketing, which we both do with all kinds of different companies on mm-hmm. social media. Um, we mm-hmm. have a discount code because we love them or we support them or we stand by their business and their business mm-hmm. model and what they stand for. And then you guys use it and you get a discount and then we mm-hmm. get acknowledged with that discount code purchase mm-hmm. and we get a kickback for that. And um, it's the same thing. Like Amazon has that or yeah. like, like to know it, know, like to know it. Um, and even, I mean, we'll be upfront. Like there's certain companies where I don't want to do an affiliate code because I want to be paid up front. I want to be paid for that post yeah. because they could yeah. spend a ton of money and do a billboard that might be seen by 6,000 mm-hmm. people, or they could pay me to post that because I already use their product and I already love them and pay me up front like a one-time mm-hmm. fee to post that. And I'll be totally up front. That's called influencer marketing. That's a great way for companies to get the word out. The ROI return on investment for companies is super high compared to like paying for a radio ad or something like that. The same thing with the podcast, like the ROI is way, way higher than they're going to get for putting a print magazine ad out, you know, it's a great way and it helps us too. Yeah. Well, and that's just, I mean, you guys know Stanley Tumblr's because of influencer marketing. Yep. They're genius. They're sold out mm-hmm. all the freaking time. It mm-hmm. works. And you don't have to have a K by your name to do it or by your number following. We oh, started yeah, yeah, doing yeah. influencer. Yeah. yeah, like a thousand, like 10K. Like you don't need that to do influencer marketing and affiliate work. You literally just have to have a really good engagement rate. You have to be consistent on your Instagram. You have to be like who you are. You have to show your face, show your life, like mm-hmm. be be relatable, be authentic, and then create a bit of a guide or a media kit, you might want to say, mm-hmm. for businesses, and then just start reaching out. The fear, and if this the fear is something, of rejection is going to like hold you back, then yes, you're screwed. Then, but the fear of rejection is going to hold you back in a lot of areas, kind of like Mary and Jerry mm-hmm. were talking about, even with dating, you know, it's oh, going to yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and influencer marketing is actually something I've taught from the company standpoint for years now, where I go into companies and I actually teach them influencer marketing strategies and how to hire influencers. Mm. And um, it's known that like micro influencers, people with less than 10K can have higher engagement rates than someone yep. with 60,000 and convert a higher number of sales than someone with 60,000. You with 8,000 yep. followers can convert way more sales because you have a higher influence and your 8,000 followers respect you more than the 20,000 followers respect yep. you, Susie. Um, yeah. Well, think Kim K versus like, I don't know, you or I. Like, I would go to McLean, a Catholic convo for those of you who might know her. And be like, oh, I really trust her opinion and I value that. I would see something Kim K post and be like, irrelevant. Yeah, I don't want to you know buy what, I mean? what you have, but I still want to follow you. But that's what I'm saying. Like millions, thousands. Uh-huh. Huge difference as far as their weight influence. in being able to influence people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is not beyond your reach. Like we're not sharing this, this, this and just being like, all right, bye, good luck. Like this is actually attainable. All of these things are totally attainable mm-hmm. for any of y'all. Yeah. Um, and it takes yeah. time. I mean, we've been at it since like we graduated from high school, you know, yeah. um, 2016, 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. You graduated before me, which was kind of wild. As a baby in my classes though. Yeah, you were, That's you graduated why. at 17. I started college right? at 17. Yeah. That should be illegal. 
No, it should should totally be illegal. (laughs) Because you could have been dating someone in college and it would have been illegal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's no dating rule held up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. He was 17 in college. Wow. I can't believe that. For like a month. For a month. Still. Yeah. Still. You graduated at 21. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It is. (laughs) It is. So, and then things that aren't passive are things like, um, this podcast, right? The amount of effort we put in, it's not like this edits itself or this records itself, or we can just passively record a podcast and it's going to be good. You know, like it's not something we don't not do our job and you guys still listen. Like that's not, that's not how this wouldn't have a podcast. You wouldn't have an actual, like something to listen to if we didn't do it. Right. Right. Um, so that's not passive, right? That's like right. the amount you put, the time you put in equals the what monetary, you, you know, what you get out. Um, and something like my consulting business, right? That's not something that's passive. That's something where we have clients, we work with the clients and we put in time right. for the client. Right. Same um, thing with photography. Mm-hmm. I like my camera can't just go drive an hour and a half away and take photos of someone, bring them back, edit them, and then cha-ching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that it's not worth it. It just means that we yes. can take more risks. Yes. And for you, you can take more risk. For me in this season of life, I can scale back and not be terrified of being in zero mm-hmm. or being in a solo income house in an enlisted military marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's scary. That scares me. Like, to be frank, that would be very scary mm-hmm. <laughs> with multiple kids and having family all over the country and wanting to be able to see them and fly to them. Like, that just wouldn't be possible. But because we have passive income streams, you, streams, you can take more risk up front in mm-hmm. establishing a new a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can say, you know what? I'm not traveling for wedding photography anymore. And it's going to make a dent, but it's not going to slash off half of our family household income right which is such a gift and it's so freeing to be able to and make it's, those decisions yes. I mean that would be scary for you like how much pressure would you feel if it's like okay I really want to stop like working so much I want to spend more time with the kids yeah. but like our lifestyle is going to have to flip a 180 yeah a mat- totally. like you would feel so much pressure and you would oh yeah I know you you wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it but knowing my personality I wouldn't do it Mm-hmm. And I like, and, I wouldn't do it either. I mean, and I don't even think even if Avery was like, I think you should. And he like, I still, I mean, obviously we would have, we would have a whole long conversation about it, probably multiple spiritual counselings about it, all that stuff. <laughs> but I still just like, for the sake of the peace in our home and the harmony in our home, I don't think I would do it because I don't think there would be peace and harmony if I just slashed off everything and just mm-hmm. was like at a zero. And this is for me. I like making that very clear. Some of y'all are maybe in a, maybe you're in an enlisted marriage and you are on one income and you're like, we can totally do it and make it work. And that's awesome. Good for you. I salute you. I honestly, I salute you. Um, but it's very freeing for us to know, oh, surprise, we have a third baby on the way. <laughs> and, and we don't know if Avery's going to get paternity leave or not, but Meg is for sure going to get maternity leave and Carrie's still going to get to go to school. And all these things. And I still don't have to be working like a mad woman every weekend out of state shooting a wedding mm-hmm. to make that stuff happen, which mm-hmm. is a and very then big getting gift. like nanny and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, it is a, yeah, it's a gift to get to do both to support our family financially 
And then to- and not even just the financial to have a project. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We could go all on about that. Creative. Not do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I have to have something that I enjoy doing. And and that's the fun part about this for us is we really enjoy this. So even if we weren't making money from it, we'd probably still do it as a hobby. (laughs) We still find time in our lives to do this kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I, I need that to be sane and to have like a, a, a project, a side, a side thing to do. That's not mothering. That's not the laundry. Mm-hmm. That's not whatever. And so this gets to be that for us and it financially supports us. Um, but things like the passive income give us the freedom to make decisions as a family that comes seasonally. Yep. Yes, great. that come totally. That comes seasonally. I mean, I would not have imagined like, oh yeah, let's just buy a house in Kentucky because you're deployed yeah. half the year. Like that's not right. a decision we saw coming, but because of passive income, it made it possible. Right. And reasonable and not outrageous. And like, right. I know this isn't a topic we would usually touch on, but I think when I started, when I was 18, this is the kind of stuff I wish I would have known. Um, yeah. Even I now I option. love, yeah. Like I love hearing these discussions that are very frank, not just like, oh my gosh, you know, the way I afford this lifestyle is passive income. Like, I want to know how, I want to know like what's going, what do you mean by that? You know, like yeah. what, what is that broken down into? What is the opportunities? that have, that you've gotten from that. Right. I want to know these things. And that's not something people are so scared to talk about. We're so scared to be like, yeah, I do make money from that. I'm not just sharing that. Cause I like right. it. Yeah. I would share it. Cause I like it, but I make money from it. And like, thank you for supporting our family. Like right. all of you listening, thank like, seriously, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Cause this actually supports our family. It's so much deeper and the appreciation runs so much deeper. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that's why people like to support, like, that's why I go to you to buy beauty counter. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, duh. Like this is like, it's like, oh, Merry Christmas. I get my beauty counter and you get a little kickback. Heck yes. That makes me Mm -hmm. feel good. Like I Mm -hmm. like doing that. Um, Same thing with, I mean, juice plus or the presets or anything like, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for making my photos so much better. And I'm like, I love that that solved a problem for you, but also thank you for choosing to support my family in that way. Like now I can grab my Jamba Juice. Now it I can DoorDash my Jamba Juice. Yeah, thank yes. you. <laughs> like it's so much deeper, like small business. You know, it's like, I, you know, I think there's a kind of like Pinterest quote, like when someone orders from a small business, yes. the other person does someone a little does a happy like dance. happy dance on the other It's end. true. It is true. Like when an order comes in, I'm like, heck Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the most beautiful part of it for me is when, like when, when I made the actual decision to pull back from travel wedding photography, there was a a week or something, or maybe it was like the end of a month because the way the military gets paid, they get paid at two different points during the month. And Mm -hmm. sometimes based on the days or whatever, they get paid like at the very end of that Mm -hmm. month prior, but it's for, so say they get paid at the end of January, it's actually for February but you get paid at the end of January. And then there's like a bigger gap between your next paycheck. It's just all like, it can be very stressful sometimes. So you can be budgeting and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, we have $500 in our account or we like whatever. And Mm -hmm. there was a week at the end of a month where that was happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? And I remember sharing about the presets. And when I woke up the next morning, there were like eight or 10 preset sales. And I was like, what the heck? Like, Thank you guys. Like, like just random. Pe- yeah, absolutely random. I did a little bit of effort and sharing on Instagram, which we already do all the time with whatever posts and things we find relevant. And all of a sudden there's just this weight lifted. And I was like, oh, 
Thank you guys. Wow. It's just so much more personal. Um, and, and just buying from people in this way too, is so much more personal. And sometimes it maybe doesn't seem like that because it's all automated and it may feel like a transaction, but wow, does it not feel like a transaction on our end? (laughs) No. Yeah. And I, and I do think people are hesitant to share stuff about it too, because I don't know. There was something I, we were watching this Jordan Peterson clip a, a day or two ago. And the guy was asking him, how much do you make a year? And Jordan Peterson just went down the list. He was like, I have this business that generates about this much. I have royalties that generate about this much. A speaking gig generates about this much. And he just goes down and tells you number per number per number. And wow, I, like, I want to know, I want to find I that. I appreciate that. I'll try and find it and I'll send it to you and yeah. I can share it on our Instagram story too. Yeah. But I, I told Avery, I was like, I really admire and appreciate the way he just owned everything that he does. Yeah. And everything that he's built for himself. And he also made a fact to mention that some of those businesses make about this much for every other person underneath it that he's hired. Oh, the guy at the end said, wow, you make a lot of money every year. And he said, and so do some of the people that work for me. And I was yeah. like, Love that. I admire that. And I really appreciate that. And I feel like people don't own what they do for a living enough, especially as far as passive income goes. It's just like, yeah, this is what I do. I'm an influencer. And they're like scared. The Either they're embarrassed yeah. to say that they sell something or yes. they're scared to show the that wealth. you do make money. <laughs> well, that, and I also think sometimes there's a bit of a stinginess where it's like, oh, well, I figured out a way to do it and I'm special because of that. So I don't want to yeah. share. Uh-huh. Um, which and is I'm like, girl, do wrong. exactly what I did. Please take my strategy. Like, yeah, I'm like that with beauty kind <laughs> go, of like, this go, is my strategy. <laughs> Let me tell you it and take it. Like we know completely different people do it. Great. It's an yep. abundance mindset, knowing yes. confident in your business and in your ability and yep. sharing it with anyone who wants to know. Yep. It's a community over competition. Yep. Totally. Always. Collaboration over competition. Yep. Like yeah. I'm not, like <laughs> Megan and I probably have a lot of the same followers. I want True. her to make a millions. Like, I don't freaking care. You make millions, awesome. my kids will be in really cute outfits. So you keep <laughs> doing you. <laughs> like, go you, you know? Like, it's yeah. not a competition. Um, wow, this, like, totally went longer than I thought. But uh-huh. I'm, um, like, looking at the time and I'm like, oh, f- crap. I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> but can you please tell me about the uh, gift you got for Avery? Yes. I'm so excited. You guys. Okay. So Catholic company, you know them, you love them. If you don't stay, keep listening. Um, (laughs) I got Avery an Easter present this year. I'm whispering. I shouldn't be whispering. He's downstairs. And I want you guys to hear me loud and clear on this. Um, He always talks about how much he loves the statues of St. Michael, where he's literally like attacking the devil and not just the ones where he's standing on his head and holding the sword, like the ones where he's like straight up, I'm going to behead this devil. Um, And so I found an eight inch pewter toned St. Michael statue on Catholic company for him to have and put in his office or wherever. And I'm so stoked because it's one of those things he's never talked about wanting or like it's never been on his list, but I know he's going to love it. And I'm so glad I thought of it. And Catholic company is one of those companies where you're like, oh, I have an idea for a statue or like there's a garden cross Mm -hmm. that that I'm eyeing next for our new backyard garden. And I'm just like, Catholic company has it all. This is just so great. Um, so you can use code heck for 15% off the entire purchase. I literally used it for the St. Michael statue. I got free shipping <laughs> with it. Um, H E C K all caps for 15% off, but everything will be linked in our show notes. It's the St. Michael statue, pewter tone, eight inch. If you're looking for something similar. 
we actually have this one in our bedroom here Do you in really? Kentucky. Yeah, I just looked it up. We have this one. It? It's amazing. It's it so came in intricate. Today. It's okay. so intricate. And um, yeah, if like Patrick had a desk, this would be sitting on his desk. Because I remember when we got this, it was like originally for like Patrick because it was so mm-hmm. masculine looking. Yes. Um, it's beautiful and it I'm does so... not look cheap at all. It looks like uh-uh. really well made and it's heavy. It's not like this like plasticky light situation. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Do you have time for two voicemails? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. This one's hilarious. And I, I did not see this coming. She did not see this coming. It's fantastic. Um, let me play this. Hi ladies. This is Kendra from Seattle and I'm calling with a major what in the deck thing. <laughs> I can't even talk. Uh, a major what in the dang heck moment. Um, so I'm a nanny here in Seattle, and I've been working with this family for the past, like, three months or so. Um, I'm discerning religious life, so I'm going to be possibly moving and things. So I gave them my two weeks, and my last week was last Friday. Um, and as we're leaving, this uh, mom is Christian, which is awesome. They're not Catholic, but they're um, believers in Jesus, so that's great. But I had asked her, yeah, like, is there anything I can pray for you for? And just different things. And she's talking about how they're trying to have another kid. And I was like, oh, awesome. Like, I'll pray for that. Um, and they use IVF, which, you know, um, but they, she then goes on to say, like, we really want to have another kid after that as well. But doctors told us that we would need a carrier. I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And she then (laughs) proceeds to say, she goes, so, like, if you're interested, like, if you want to be our carrier, like, we'd be interested in that. Let us know. Or if you know of anyone, like, super casually, she said that to me. And I, like, didn't, it didn't register to me at first. And I was like, wait, oh, 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 (laughs) you're wanting me to carry your child. Um. Yeah, so, and then she just continued the conversation super casually, and, yeah, she gave me a cake before I left, and that was it. <laughs> but that was definitely one of the most strangest things that's happened to me in my life and in my work, which a lot of strange things happen. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, some major issues with that for multiple reasons. Um, one, obviously, like, Catholics don't believe in IVF. Two, like, I've known this family for, like, three months. Three, I'm leaving to discern religious life. (laughs) So, yeah, I uh, hope you all enjoy that random thing that's happened to me in my life. And, um, yeah, when someone asks you to be a carrier, they're meaning to carry their child. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of stunning. So speechless on this. <laughs> Anyways, I'll just end this now. I hope you guys have a great day. And oh, if you're ever in Seattle, I live in a Catholic women's house of young adults and we have guest rooms, which you are always welcome to stay at Megan CC. Um, but don't really think you'll be in Seattle for too many reasons. Not a lot of people are. But look us up. Let's house. Anyways, talk to you later. Bye. Kendra. Oh my gosh. That would be even... a Seattle, Seattle situation. I feel like that's so <laughs> Seattle. 
how do you even go back and nanny for them she not she got two weeks that's left. true that's true oh my gosh i i just have no words what i do know is that family's got money <laughs> yeah that is true they're probably it's paying really you well for really expensive to do IVF. It it's even more expensive to get a surrogate <laughs> yeah i would feel um like my initial thought was talk about feeling used but yeah. i mean i know some people do surrogacy and are like that's my job that's what i do for a living but still people say that about stripping and stuff and it's like come on at some point you have to feel a little bit used um but that that would throw me off guard with how nonchalant she sounded. Yeah. And she <laughs> just like, like continued on with the conversation. Can we just go back to point A where you, um, what? <laughs> that makes for a good story though. Like if it she does. does end up becoming a sister or a nun. Yeah. <laughs> like Kendra. Oh, thank you for calling in. That so my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before this. <laughs> I was offered quite the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it really gosh. compared to this one being a sister, yeah. but yeah, literally. hard to pass down. Wow. Um, yeah. Imagine if she, this would be so weird, but like a woman in a habit pregnant, but it's not even her baby. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That's, it's so that was really bad for the Catholic church. <laughs> for everyone involved. This is just not oh a good. Oh my gosh. This has to be the, one of the most what in the dang heck moments we've ever had called in. Totally. Though. Oh, that's amazing. Totally. That's wow. amazing. Um, okay, we have a text. Someone texted in. Okay. Can you read this? Just yes. My voice sounds gross right now. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Help me. <laughs> I've been <laughs> dating my boyfriend for over two years and we have plans to get engaged. He is such a great Catholic guy and I love him to death, but he loves to play computer video games, which is so unattractive to me. And it's embarrassing how much time he spends playing. He stays up so, so late, 3 a.m. sometimes, sometimes all night, playing with these random people from the internet. I feel like I sometimes have to plan around his gaming schedule. Am I being selfish for not supporting a hobby he enjoys? I can't put my finger on why I don't like it so much when he asks me about it. And it doesn't seem fair to him to not be able to explain that. I feel like I'm competing for his time with video games and I hate it. Ugh. I started smiling halfway through reading that because I know Cece's about to go off. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Okay, let's just say this. Avery sold his Xbox before Carrie entered the world into our arms and as was the most attractive thing ever to me. He has never got it back. He doesn't miss it. Uh, and it was just a very, very obvious, like tangible view of him being like, no. There is uh -huh. zero time for this now. I have a wife, I have children, and there are so many other priorities in life. And this does nothing for those. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's all I'll say in relation to, to it. Cause I've never had a guy, I've never been with a guy who's been like this. So mm -hmm. I can't I can't speak personally to it, but I also think it's extremely unattractive. And I am an unbiased third party. So I don't think it's selfish for you to not want to support it. Let's just say that. Yeah. So it's hard because you have been dating for two years yeah, and it might long. not have been a red flag for you two years ago, but it's clearly a red flag for you now. And it would also be a red flag for me, quite yeah. honestly, because something that I admire 
something I admire most about Patrick is his ability to prioritize and see what's important, like get Mm -hmm. like narrow it down so quickly as to what's important in this situation right now, what needs attention. And, um, I have a hard time to prioritizing. It's actual, it's me, but like it's ADHD thing where it's like really hard to prioritize in the moment, what's important, what maybe not as important. So something I value most about Patrick is his ability to do that. And his ability to see this is really important right now. It needs my focus. These other things are useless to me. Even if I do enjoy them, they're not helping me spiritually, socially, emotionally, physically, relationally. Yeah. Yeah. Like in my communication in any way, they're not helping me. It's actually just a way for me to veg out and indulge and almost like a gluttony of like, it's a, it's a gluttonous, um, Mm -hmm. habit and addiction. It is. And it gets to a point where his priorities just aren't aligned with what you value in life. And that's really, really hard to, (laughs) that's really hard to come to terms with. And it doesn't mean that like people can't indulge in stuff. Like Patrick and I will sit and paint and watch three episodes of a show in a row. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like everyone has their thing, but if 3am and all night, it's, I mean, you have to, at some point, like that is actually killing his ambition. Like, how is he going to work and right. being his best self to you, being his best self to eventually children, being his best self to his employer? Like it's, there's no way if you're gaming till 3am and it's a lack of self-control, which I think is what yes. you're seeing. That's most unattractive is the yes. lack of discipline and self-control and the lifestyle he's living. Isn't the lifestyle that you see living in your marriage. And so that's right. probably really hard for you to see it, like see a future if his lifestyle is opposite or, or it's unattractive mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So it might, it's kind of like, oh shoot, what do I do? Like I've been with him for two years. Oh, go ahead. Well, it makes me think of what Mary was saying about how, I don't remember if she said this on the podcast or afterwards, because I know we chatted a bit afterwards, mm-hmm. but she was saying, if you have a workaholic, there is a level of adultery happening there with him and his work. He is yes. not prioritizing you. If a mother loves her children and pays attention to her children and gives her children more time than she gives her husband, then there is a level of adultery happening there with her children versus her husband. That mm-hmm. is what's happening right now in front of your eyes with him and video games. You mentioned competing for his time with video games. The amount, like the amount of people that go into marriage and then have kids and then the husband feels like he's competing for time with his kids and his wife like being able to spend time with her or get her attention Mm -hmm. or for her to act attractive Mm -hmm. for him anymore. She doesn't do it because she's too focused on her kids. That's an issue. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing that now, which is a blessing because you're not married yet. And Mm -hmm. maybe you can change it or communicate this to him and there can be change or maybe you just never get married. I don't know, but that's, it's an issue for sure. It's first. Yeah. Don't feel alone in this. I think um, most people would agree um, at least like the values of our listeners would agree that this is not a priority. And I think too, like you're actually the, every day goes by, you're going to resent video games even more <laughs> yes. because like, it's going to drive, like, if you think it drives you nuts now, it's going to drive you even more nuts in marriage, um, mm-hmm. and with kids, because yep. every single problem you're going to be like, it's because of the video games. Like, oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I totally could see it. I totally, you know, um, it's just a natural human instinct to like blame that, right? Yeah, yeah. 
that's really hard. And it's not something that you can change for him. He's going to have to want to change it. Otherwise he's going to resent you. You are going to be the reason for all his problems. If you force him to stop it. Yeah. And he has to want to do it. You can inspire him to do it. You can sit him and talk to him and tell him what you would love to see from him, what you find attractive. I would be upfront and be like, this is actually really unattractive. I don't think it's masculine. Like this is, you're not there to kill his masculinity. You're there to inspire him, but you're also there to give him a wake up call yeah, and be like, this actually, this doesn't show maturity. And mm-hmm. this, I think this doesn't show ambition. And those are two things I really value for my future husband. Right. So like, what do you want out of life? Where is this getting you? How is this benefiting you? What do you want? Mm -hmm. Is this how you want to live? Is this the lifestyle you want to live? Maybe it's an addiction. It's not the lifestyle he wants to live. Yeah. But you need to know that. Yeah. It's going to be a hard conversation, especially with two years of dating. It's It's not going to be a fun one. Yeah. It's totally not going to be fun, but it's a necessary one. Like ASAP. Yes. Yeah. Because why continue on feeling Well, and the longer you go on, the less... um, weight or power I feel like your argument's going to have because you're just going to have so much resentment built up knowing that you should have said something forever ago and so I feel like the conversation will much more easily sway to like pointing fingers Mm -hmm. and nagging versus Mm -hmm. just upholding his dignity and his masculinity and calling him higher and it's also something where what was I gonna say um I forgot what I was going to say, but anyways, no, it's totally right. So it won't come back, but it's okay. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. How to do a schedule. Oh, like it's one thing. If it's something you do as a couple, like every couple has their own thing, whatever. Some couples do that together. Not my thing. Totally. But like, if you guys bond over it, great. Like good for you. More power to you. It's clearly not something that you guys do together and bond over. Mm -hmm. So imagine, yes, like you have put a child in the mix. Like people are going to grow up. There's going to be things that happen. But can you live with him having that same habit and having a life together, children together, living together? Can you live with that? And if not, this needs to be brought to light right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if he doesn't want to change it, you can't change it. Mm-mm. otherwise he will blame you for it and you shouldn't force yourself to live with it if he doesn't change it mm-hmm. because then you will resent him and then you it's a lifestyle and then you will, yeah video games is a lifestyle yeah yeah well and it just is a telltale if he doesn't change it because then he really doesn't have any self-control for it or any ambition or desire to grow or make you and your desires for your relationship a priority Mm -hmm. which is going to show itself over and over and over again in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And self-control discipline are really attractive. Like, oh my gosh, yes. They make me a better person. Yeah. And like, for instance, Patrick loves chess. He's obsessed with chess. He would, I would be like, I don't know, we'd be like waiting at, uh, I don't know, the military hospital for an appointment or something like that. And I'd look over and he's freaking playing chess on his phone. And it would annoy me so much. I'm like, just sit there. Don't do it. Like, what? Stop. Like, stop playing chess. <laughs> and so he gave it up for Lent. <laughs> playing chess on his phone. <laughs> That's one of the things he did. And it's like, it wasn't about the chess. It was just like every single spare second. He, mm. it was like, 
Mm -hmm. He needed to fill it. And Mm -hmm. so something that was so attractive is him by himself being like, you're right. Like I could just be paying attention to you or just not doing anything. And it's not that chess is bad. Like chess isn't bad. I would rather him be playing chess than playing demons and dragons or whatever it's called. Dungeons Dungeons and dragons. dragons. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Satanic. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Like it's freaking chess. It makes you smarter. There's strategy. Like if there was any game, I would love him to be playing chess. Come on. But it's an innocent thing. But it was just the point of it being like, I feel like you- yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you're like depending on it for space, like space mm-hmm. in your life. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. he saw that he's like, you're right. I could just not have it and practice some self-control. I'm like, you are right. <laughs> and he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So in this case, like for me, it's not about the chess for you. It's also about the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, I think that about wraps well, it up. Further ado, yeah, <laughs> I think it does. It's 9.30 p.m. Let's make bed same. Yeah, you need to go to bed. Um, yeah. next week, we're going to be talking about beauty for the sake of beauty and doing mm-hmm. some voicemails. Yeah. But really That'll excited. We are really excited. It's a conversation I've had on Instagram a couple of times and I get lit on fire for it. So I thought, what's more, co- one more conversation on the podcast? <laughs> what's one more I'm already burnt to a crisp. So call me, wasn't it Joan of Arc that got burnt on the stake? Call me wow, Joan. I got dark really fast. I mean, okay. <laughs> she's, she's a virtuous holy woman I aspire to be. I just would prefer to not die burning. But yeah. Anyway, Joan of Arc, pray for us. Pray and, for us in this talk on beauty. And with that, we will see you next week on the One Thing Hack Podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.